Welcome back to the Refugee Report. This episode's focus is the Central Sahel. This group of former French colonies has dealt with the growing threat of extremism in West Africa. Civilians are constant targets, and poverty is fueling further conflict. Before beginning this episode, we'd like to warn you that the following information and audio may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. The Central Sahel is a region in Africa that includes countries such as Burkina Faso, Mali, and Niger. Each of these countries have their own unique history and geography. However, their proximity to one another means they are impacted by the same conflict. Here is a crash course on each country. Burkina Faso is a landlocked country in the Central Sahel. The country is a large plateau, with savanna in the north and forests in the south. The country is also filled with river systems. Burkina Faso borders Mali, Niger, Benin, Togo, Ghana, and the Ivory Coast. The climate of Burkina Faso is sunny, hot, and dry, with greater rainfall in the south. The country is a diverse makeup of ethnic groups. The large majority of the country is Muslim, while the minority is Roman Catholic and Protestant. Also, a shocking 90% of the country is engaged in agriculture and raising livestock. This is true throughout much of the region. Mali is a landlocked country in West Africa that is mostly desert. It also has the Niger River running through it, and it has large gold deposits. It borders Niger, Burkina Faso, Algeria, the Ivory Coast, Guinea, Senegal, and Mauritania. The country is flat and filled with plateaus and plains. Its climate is mostly hot and dry, especially in the north. Ethnic groups are incredibly diverse within Mali. They're primarily agricultural groups that descend from the ancient kingdoms of the region. The most spoken language is French, but it also has numerous native dialects that are of Niger-Congo descent. Its religious makeup is similar to Burkina Faso. 90% of the population is Sunni Muslim, and the minority is Roman Catholic and Protestant. Niger is a landlocked country in Western Africa that borders Mali, Burkina Faso, Chad, Libya, Nigeria, Algeria, and Benin. There are arid and mountainous drylands in the north and greater rainfall in the south, so the majority of the country is considered to be a dry tropical climate. This land is also filled with extremely important natural resources, such as uranium. Agriculturalists and pastoralists have lived in the region for thousands of years, and the large majority of the country lives in rural areas. Also, around 80% of the population is Sunni Muslim. Most of the remaining religious groups follow traditional indigenous belief systems. All of these countries have a tumultuous 20th century history following their independence from colonial rule. Niger gained its independence in 1960, But throughout the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, there was a series of dictatorships, military governments, and coups. Throughout the 2000s, the country had an unsteady economy, and Islamic extremists were on the rise. By the 2010s, the country was having renewed coup efforts. Burkina Faso gained its full independence in 1960 as well. However, like Niger, Burkina Faso was plagued with coups. The country has dealt with political instability for decades now. However, violence in the country began to worsen with the emergence of Islamic militant groups. Mali gained its independence in the 1950s and was originally part of the Sudanese Republic, but Mali later seceded and became its own country. 
During the 20th century, Mali had ties with Soviet bloc countries, and it also faced numerous coups. However, Mali's recent history explains the conflict throughout the Central Sahel region. Before explaining this, it is important to have some further context on the region. The geography and desert of the Sahel makes it difficult for governments to govern. Also, the Central Sahel is incredibly impoverished. Since their independence, these countries have struggled in developing functioning economies. In addition, the vast amount of dry desert land and dry weather leaves the area vulnerable to droughts. Climate change has made this especially worse. In fact, the entire Sahel region has faced some of the worst impacts of climate change. Listen to this news report explain the huge effects that climate change has had on Mali. More droughts, fewer rainfall. Water has become scarce. Farmers and herders fight over it in areas where the Malian state is largely absent. Armed groups, including Al-Qaeda, control access to water and arable land, giving it only to those willing to join their ranks. The combination of the armed conflict and the effect of climate change is like a death sentence for those populations. When the wells are empty, I mean people are um, have to flee in search of uh, that water and there are places where people fight for water. It's a source of conflict between communities today. Now it's important to emphasize that those who leave their homes due to economic reasons and drought are not refugees, they're migrants. But poverty and food insecurity are one of the greatest fuelers of violence in the world. These are the perfect conditions for warlords and extremists to recruit soldiers and gain power. This took place during the 2010s in Mali. In 2012, a coup broke out against the government in Mali. In response to this, separatist and extremist groups began to form in Mali, and they captured a large portion of territory in the north of the country. There are two primary extremist groups in the region. There is the JNIM, which is an affiliate of Al-Qaeda, and ISGS, which has ties to ISIL. These groups have launched attacks on military and civilian targets in the region. They've also spread their territory to areas within Niger and Burkina Faso. This means all three countries have faced the burden of this conflict. In Burkina Faso, the conflict has made food insecurity especially difficult. Armed groups and outbreaks of violence are preventing farmers from harvesting their crops. In addition, the recent war in Ukraine means the price on imported grain and fertilizer has gone up. This means many rural communities have next to no food. Niger is vulnerable to two conflicts. Rural communities on the Malian border are faced with attacks by these armed groups. However, Niger has also been facing attacks from Boko Haram in the Lake Chad region. If you want to learn more about the conflict and humanitarian crisis in the Lake Chad region, please listen to our previous episode on the topic. Rural communities throughout the Central Sahel have been left vulnerable. Sexual assault, gender-based violence, and trafficking are rampant throughout the region. Also, millions of children have been left vulnerable to acute malnutrition. The situation in Mali has been made even worse due to the emergence of an ethnic conflict in recent years. The two groups that are fighting are the Fulani and the Dugan. The Dugan have become especially violent. Listen to this Malian refugee explain his experience with the Dugan militias. 
66-year-old Abdullah Bully has seen a lot of conflict between Fulanis and Dogon in his lifetime, but the brutality of this week's attack has left him in shock. I am afraid of the Dogon militias, not the jihadi groups or Malian forces. They don't harm us like them, but they don't protect us either. The militias control our movements, they kill us and burn our villages. A UN investigation accuses Dogon militias and the militaries in the Sahel of committing more acts of extrajudicial killings on the civilians they are meant to protect than the armed groups they are fighting. There have been attempts at foreign intervention in order to stop the violence in the region. France has sent troops to Mali to stabilize the country. The U.S. even has a small military presence in the central Sahel. A decent amount of progress has been made against these groups, but the conflict is still ongoing. Both the U.S. and France have carried out military operations, but have done little to provide aid. As mentioned, the food insecurity in this area is a huge driver of the violence. Also, many of the UN peacekeeping groups in the region are not allowed to go on the offensive against these groups. They can only respond to attacks. For these reasons, many have fled their homes throughout the Central Sahel. Around 2.6 million people are internally displaced. Many of these camps are made out of scrap material and are incredibly underfunded. This is especially the case in Mali, where many of the refugee camps are incredibly makeshift. In addition, there are many herdsmen within these camps, meaning they brought their cattle with them. These camps are filled with livestock, which doesn't help with improving the sanitation. Also, these camps are not big and contain a limited number of tents. This has forced large groups of people to live within one tent. Obviously, this posed serious issues throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. These tight quarters have made social distancing impossible. Listen to this news report on a Malian's experience in one of these refugee camps. Hamadun Bukhari Berry lives in a camp for refugees and displaced people outside the Malian capital Bamako. He fled central Mali with 23 family members and they all live in the same tent. We are afraid of being contaminated to the point that we can't get to sleep night or day. I live here with my whole family and if one of us were to get this disease, it would be a disaster. Unfortunately, we are here because we have no choice. We stay here imagining the worst, that one of us is infected. Around 1 million refugees have sought asylum in neighboring countries, including other countries in the Central Sahel. As you can imagine, these countries are ill-equipped at handling the incoming refugees. It has been difficult for them to even take care of their own citizens throughout the crisis. Many have also gone outside the region to countries like the Ivory Coast. Unfortunately, there are still terrorist attacks on the border between the Ivory Coast and Burkina Faso. Not only is this dangerous for refugees, but it also prevents farmers in the area from collecting crops due to outbreaks in violence. This means there isn't enough food for those refugees going to the Ivory Coast. In fact, the rise of prices on food imports is especially impacting the Ivory Coast. In the past, the country has been known to have food riots when prices have been high. This means the Ivory Coast could face its own potential conflict in the coming years. The situation in the Central Sahel is an especially discouraging conflict because there are so many factors outside of politics that are contributing to the violence. This makes it very difficult to solve. But 
It is a reminder of the urgent need to solve climate change. Typically, people simply think that climate change will displace people because of droughts, flooding, and sea level rise. But it is much more serious. There are numerous ongoing wars right now that could be linked to the effects of climate change. Therefore, creating world peace and mitigating climate change are intimately connected. Before concluding this episode, we would like to recommend an organization that is helping refugees from the Central Sahel. This week, it is CARE. This organization provides humanitarian assistance and they help local communities in economic development. Also, they do great advocacy work to end child labor and female genital mutilation. Their link will be in the description. That concludes this episode of The Refugee Report. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow our Instagram at WartimeAid for additional refugee information. Some of our posts contain additional information that we do not have time for in the podcast. I highly recommend checking it out. Tune in next time for a special episode with Harper. She will be examining the relationship between racism and xenophobia with refugees. As always, thank you for listening.